That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass ball! Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott Hanselson with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Your final, the Jazz beat the Nuggets in the bubble in Orlando, 129-127. to 127. They now lead the best of seven series, three games to one, Hanselson. And, man, today uh, tonight was certainly uh, closer than the past two games but uh, not less impressive by this Jazz team, and particularly Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan, of course, the 51 and, and his efficient performance, 4-7 from 3, it was all impressive. What's really impressive, 17 of 18 from the line, got to the line 18 times, knocks down 17. But I, I want to ask you this, Jake, just for the sake of conversation. If I told you going into this game, if I told you Joe Ingles would be on the court for 35 minutes, and he would be 0 of 4 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3, and I told you he would only have one assist and zero points in 35 minutes of play. Would you think that this – and I know as, Donovan, as good as Donovan could be, you would think minutes like that from Joe would really put you in the tank. Be in trouble, yeah. He was a, somewhat of a non-factor tonight, that's for sure. But, you know, when, when Donovan does what he does – or did, 51 points, and you you quoted off his stats. I mean, that makes up for a lot. And then Conley was great, too, with 26, and Clarkson with 24 off the bench. I mean, offensively, in fact, let's uh, let's take a look at your sharp stats of the game, brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Get these offensive stats, Hans. The Jazz shot 57.5% from the field, 48.3% from three. Uh, in fact, 14 of 29, 29 attempts low for this uh, this Jazz team as of late. They were 31 of 36 from the line. Donovan had 51. Uh, Conley with 26. Jordan Clarkson with 24 coming off the bench. Rudy Gobert had 17 uh, to go along with his 11 rebounds. I mean, just a magnificent uh, offensive performance by the Utah Jazz. Magnificent. Incredible. And, and, and driven – by a very driven young man at Donovan Mitchell. Uh, there's some stuff that's clearing up. I, I actually had somebody that was listening to the postgame show as we talked to David Locke, and, and I, I was asking about Donovan mouthing, I want this beep, as he's walking away from dropping a three on top of Paul Millsap. And apparently when Paul uh, blocked the shot, I, I thought we did, we, I, by the way, I want to clear that up. We didn't have sound. I actually, did not. I actually thought it was a non-shooting foul. Um, and, but anyways, it ends up that Paul did block it, went out of bounds, and and that inbounds, and then that same possession, Donovan drops the three. Well, apparently when he blocked the shot, Jake, Paul Millsap yelled down at Donovan, get that ish out of here. And that's where the Donovan Mitchell, I want this stuff comes from. 
So that that might be it, or it just might be because I'm trying to figure out what exactly that means. I mean, we've seen some kind of crazy signals from Donovan in the past. You know, the hey, we won't be coming back this way, and you did this. You remember when he he uh-huh. had the whole you did this moment? Donovan has these moments in, in his life where he just decides he's going to put it on somebody. You know, I've stopped trying to figure out what stuff people yell in the heat of the moment means ever since that uh, crazy bowler yelled out the you don't know who you are I am or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so I don't I don't I I do remember that (laughs) so I don't know what Donovan meant by that but then again I don't know you don't know who you are I I am am. whatever he yelled it was like (laughs) wait a minute it was brilliant. That does it. What does that mean? In the moment to him, it meant everything. Right. So I don't know. All I know is uh, is we saw a pretty motivated Donovan Mitchell out there for for whatever reason and fired up. And Donovan, see, here's the thing, Hanson, and we'll we'll see in Game Five if if Denver really wants to be there. But you know, this unique situation in the bubble in Orlando, I thought that you know motivation and that sort of thing might might be an issue for some teams. I didn't really suspect that it would happen with the Jazz, but it certainly has not. And it would appear that they've taken their cues from their leaders, and I'll say specifically Donovan Mitchell, but I would guess Rudy too, that uh, they're in it to win it. They're there to win basketball games and, and get as far as they can go. And boy, what an inspired effort this afternoon, evening. I'm used to saying afternoon, evening. Yeah, it's kind of all Whatever over the board. Uh, the next game was announced. Um, what is it, a 4.30? 4.30 on Tuesday. Yep, 4.30. 4.30 Tuesday tip. 40, 4.30 Mountain Time on Tuesday. So make sure you're tuning in for a 3.30 pregame show start. All right, when the Jazz win, you win. Uh, the day after every Jazz win, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom-round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free, large, extra-most, bestest pepperoni pizza using promo code UTAHJAZZ, all one word, valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations, mobile orders only. Uh, we're hoping to hear from Donovan Mitchell coming up here momentarily, but let's take a look at your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Uh, looking at the points in the paint for tonight's game, Hans, uh Jazz outscored the Nuggets 50-46. to 46. Uh, 50 is a good number for the Jazz. You could tell they were uh, trying to get stuff going at the rim. Uh, they only shot 29 three-pointers tonight, but with Donovan going to the line 18 times, yeah. I mean, that's that's aggressiveness right there. It, it is. He he wanted to get himself to the line. And outside of what Donovan was able to do in the paint and in the moment, I thought that Jordan Clarkson – now Jordan Clarkson dropped four or seven on the perimeter. But Jordan Clarkson was also getting into the paint and was getting to the rim and was finishing. Jordan Clarkson was beautiful tonight. We we forget how good his first half was. Yep. All right, let's go back to Orlando. Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. You're really good at possible. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Hi, Donovan. <laughs> How you doing? Good, good, good to see you. All righty. Uh, if Joe's going to let us get started here, we'll, we'll do our best. Uh, first question will be from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Don, after you hit that three, we could see and hear your level of determination. How bad do you want this? Um, well, first off, that particular game in itself was probably the most important game of the series for us. Um, they came out and fought. I got to give them credit to the coaches that they made a lot of really good adjustments. Um, that I think the way we responded showed us the, the character, the, how, how, how much we wanted. You know, I think the biggest thing we knew they were going to come out and punch first and 
try to stay in it. You know, it's not, it wasn't going to be a 30-point blowout. Um, they have pride, too. And I think for us, just continue to fight, continuing to fight. And um, that shot was just uh, just a symbol of just what, not myself, but just at the team that we wanted. Uh, and we, we worked hard to get to this point, but the job's not finished. Um, as, more, as good as this one feels, uh, we won by two, and we're on to game five. All right, next question will be from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Don, not to take away from anything that you did tonight, but I'm wondering how important is it to have a guy like Jordan who you can just rely on to go in and get a bucket at any point, especially in a playoff game? Um, you know, it's, it's a breath of fresh air, not just for myself, but for the entire team. You know, to have a guy that wants the ball with like four seconds on the clock, um, a guy that can just take, you know, ISO and get a, get a bucket anywhere he can, efficiently too. Um, so for him, you know, he's been he's been really a long song hero. We talked about myself, Royce, Mike, Rudy, uh, Joe, but JC's been playing. JC's been playing his butt off, man. He's been he's I think it was career high the first two games. He's been playing on both ends of the floor, um, and that's the JC we, we we like to see, man. He's he's playing out of his mind, and you know we're great, we're glad to have him. And um, you know, like I said, the job's not done, but he's a guy. That, he's coming in there day to day, and he's he's been to the finals, you know, so he understands, you know, what series can kind of what can happen in the series, and he's locked in. Uh, yes, next question will be from Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Donovan, on the other side of the floor, you had to guard Jamal tonight. You had to guard Jeremy. You had to guard Millsap at different stretches. What's that been like, having to kind of play Royce's role for little stretches as they mix everything around? Um, at the end of the day, I got drafted to play defense, uh, believe it or not. Some people don't know that. Um, that was really my, my role in college, so – you know, at the end of the day, I'd said to myself that I want to make a stride, you know, my third year defensively, you know, and obviously the scoring is what's going to you know, be all over the cameras. But I take pride on that area, you know, just fighting and competing, you know. And, you know, if they hit tough shots, they hit tough shots. It's the NBA. But for me, just being able to do it on both ends, you know, uh, that's really where I pride myself. My teammates trust me in that, you know, and um, going to keep working. The next question uh, will be from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Uh, Donovan, can you, what what was the, how much work went into you know just your quarantine work to to get to this point because you kind of look like a different person, um, kind of a different player and on a different level than than before before the quarantine. Um, you know, it's, it's it's funny for me. Like you know, I love how do I say this? Um, I love hearing negative things about me. And, you know, as, as you know, Tony, the knock on me has been, you know, inefficient, you know, not a team player, whatever it is. And I pride myself on being a team player. I pride myself on being a playmaker. I said it. I said it a thousand times, and I'm going to continue to do that. Um, so just for me, just continue to put the work in. Obviously, 50 is what it is, but I'm more happy that I got seven assists. Um, finding my teammates making the right reads, that's really where I pride myself. And, you know, for me, uh, watching a lot of film over quarantine, you really couldn't go anywhere. So at the end of the day, I'm in my – He's been in my room watching film for, for hours upon hours um, and just trying to find ways to get better because at the end of the day, most of these are going to come and I just got to be ready. You know, it's no secret. Uh, last year's playoffs was, wasn't my best and you know, I took that personally. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm just going to trust my work and keep moving forward. Okay, next up, Om Youngnesik from ESPN. Hey, Don, uh, congratulations on the big game. You just talked about all the things that people said about you that fueled you to get to this point, and now you're in, like, rare air. You, you're one of uh, three guys, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, score 50 twice in the same playoff series. What do you think 
people are saying about you now? Um, honestly, it's, it's the first round. The two guys you named have made it to the finals. Uh, Michael Jordan is obviously the greatest basketball player of all time. So I got a lot of work to do to catch up to those guys. Um, like I said, I said it to uh, the post-game interview with Darren. I'm honored to be in that category, but I'm doing all, all we're doing all this in the first round. Um, we've been here before. Um, we got to find ways to get to the second round and then it's conference finals and the championship. That's the ultimate goal. Um, at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you know, we want to win the championship. That's where we pride ourselves. And, you know, people are going to say whatever they're going to say. I've gotten to that point, but can't please everybody. So for me, it's just like, how can I help my team win? Uh, tonight it was scoring 50 some nights. It's not some nights. It's finding guys. And, you know, for me, just being the best player I can be. Um, and they want to talk. It's just more fuel to the fire for me. Okay, that's all the time we have. Thank you, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell right there. What a performance uh, from him tonight. No doubt about it. 51 points on 15 of 27 shooting, 17 of 18 from the line, 4 of 7 from 3, 7 assists. And you heard him talk there, Hans, how the uh, negative things said about him fuel him. Yeah, you know those things fuel him. And he's a fiery individual. I, I love how he wrapped that up, too. He said, you know, what's, uh, you know what Allen Iverson and Michael Jordan have that I don't have? <laughs> Is they're doing this in rounds that aren't the first round. They win and, the and, finals. And the most meaningless round, round of all the playoffs. Like, I've, I've got to do things as, as we advance to start to hit the next level. I love how aware he is. And he's right, by the way. Like, first round, great. You get bumped in the second. Well, it doesn't even matter. Nobody's talking about, well, what you did in the first. Right. So he, he understands that th- this performance is amazing, but in the grand scheme, it's shallow. And until you do something really deep with depth – and he's not gonna he's not gonna claim it. He's not gonna sit there and pat himself on the back. And I love that about him. We'll get to more sound coming up right around the corner. I want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Your final from the bubble, 129 to 127. The Jazz beat the Nuggets, taking a three games to one series lead. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. 129 to 127 is your final. Jazz beat the Nuggets. Jake Scott, Hans Olsen with you. We'll get you more sound from the locker room coming up here momentarily. Let's get a look at your assist feature. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller charities. We are driven by you. Uh, assist tonight, Hans, not what we've been used to seeing in yeah. this uh, in this series thus far. 14 assists, seven of which came from Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley had four, and then a few players with one. But the way Denver was playing defensively, uh, they were not going to allow the Jazz to move right. the ball around and pass like they have in uh, the past two games. And, you know, it. I guess it mattered, but Donovan Mitchell was too good and overcame it. Well, what I love about the assist numbers and the outcome, it, it's telling you that the Jazz are taking what's being given. You know, when you've got 32 assists and they win by 30-plus, that tells you that they were taking what Denver was giving them. Right. And when they end up with 14 or 16 assists and you've got a, a nice victory there, it tells you, all right, well, Donovan felt it in certain isolation. He felt it in opportunity at the rim. And instead of taking the dish, he took the points. And I love that about them. I love the fact that Donovan's got the feel of when to get to the rim, when to take the shot, but when to distribute. And how beautiful has that mid-range jumper become for Donovan? 
You know, there was a clutch moment, uh, probably two minutes left, and uh, Jamal Murray had dropped a three, and I think that they were within two. And Donovan comes down the court, and it was about the elbow jumper and knocks down a, a classic two that it was just the timing of it and the importance of it. None of it felt that way for Donovan. It just felt like a, a mid-range jumper. Yeah. But it was everything. And Donovan's game, it, his offensive game has become so complete, Jake. You know, whether he's hitting in timing and rhythm on the pick and roll or he's hitting the teardrop, which he did in the first quarter, or he's dropping threes, either either uh, either a transition three or spot-up three. Like, think about it as a game. It is extremely well-rounded. He's playing with a ton of confidence. There's no doubt about it. Now, Denver doesn't really have an answer for him, especially with no Will Barton and Gary Harris. I mean, he's a really difficult matchup for the reasons that you're laying out. You know, if they w- get... W- was Craig not an option for a minute? You know, Craig has just not played well outside of game number one. He only played 19 minutes tonight. He was minus 10, a, a team low. In 19 minutes, he only had two points, one of four shooting. But, I mean, you know, the a big storyline coming into this was how effective Torrey Craig has been against Donovan Mitchell. Well, uh, not really. Well, and when he is guarding Donovan, the Jazz been really good about running uh, guard-to-guard picks and things like that and getting the, the matchup that they want. And Denver doesn't really have anybody to switch on him. Well, and the other thing Donovan did, I, I know that his his – his field numbers weren't as high as percentages weren't as high when Craig was on the court, but he did get Craig in foul trouble in game one and put himself at the line a couple of times and really got whatever he wanted against him down the stretch. So it's Denver. Denver is a bad defensive team right now. I mean, they weren't terrific in the regular season. They were middle of the league 16th. I want to say in defensive rating, but they've been the worst in the bubble. And without those two players, they're just they're just not good. I mean, they're they're big players, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. You know, they're they're great players. And and Jamal Murray had fifty tonight. So I mean, he's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but they're not two way guys. So they rely on other players to kind of do the dirty work defensively. And when those other players aren't there, they have a tough time matching up against somebody with the skill level of Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, he's getting basically whatever he wants out there. Jake, I just polished off the clam dip, buddy. Oh, I, I I don't know. How are you feeling? Well, you did bring in a full Tupperware. I did of it, <laughs> and I don't know how you feel about eating about two and a half cups of clam dip, but I, I f- I'm feeling good. <laughs> every every bite was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't. You probably brought the Tupperware full, thinking, "Well, take that home and enjoy it over the week." Oh no, I knew where it was. Going. Oh, did I you? You was, thought I, this... <laughs> I knew it was going to be gone. I knew it was going to. We'd known each other for a long time. I knew what was going to happen. Hey Naz, if you're listening, it was it was perfection. It was just perfection. Is there Worcestershire sauce in that? Yes, there okay. is. Okay. Yeah. It's just got the right hint. You've got an experienced palate. Yeah, oh, man. I I think I could call out almost every ingredient I bet in you it. Could. But I just can't call out the amounts. It's delicious. Let's go back to Orlando, where Mike Conley is addressing the media. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. I know I just chatted with you, but uh, talking with Donovan and, and the other guys, you said it yourself, it's just a win. The job's not done yet. So what do you guys need to do to close out this series in five? Well, I think uh, just come with the same mindset that we've, we've played with pretty much the whole series. Um, defensively, you know, paying attention to the details and trying to limit them on the offensive glass. Uh, tonight they kind of they, they got the advantage on us in that in that category and it showed. Um, they were able to, to to get second chance points and Murray got going obviously. So um, 
you know, just continue to be ourselves, continue to fight. And we know it's not over uh, until it is. So we just got to continue to play. Kristen, do you have another one for Mike? Yeah, I can get something on Jordan Clarkson. Donovan was talking about how much he's been a breath of fresh air for you guys, especially, you know, as he comes in in that second unit. Um, what is the importance of having a guy like J.C.? Well, every every great team has a guy like J.C., a guy that you know you can count on to come in and, and change the momentum of games um, with his scoring ability, with his playmaking. Uh, obviously, he's been lights out. He's been able to get to his spots. Uh, and, you know, the biggest thing for him has been he's making plays. I mean, he's getting to the paint, looking for guys in the corner, um, looking for guys on, on drop passes down low. I mean, all that stuff is is just showing you the growth of him in, during this series. So, uh, the more of that, the more that, more of that we get from him, the, the better we are. <laughs> and Mike, our last question is from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Mike. Sorry if I repeat anything. Just joining over here from talking to Donovan, but um, I wanted to kind of get your experience from having been in so. You can ask the question any way you want. Now, I didn't really hear. The, I didn't hear the, the ending of that. It kind of broke up. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Okay. How quickly do you have to move on from the idea that you're up 3-1, you're coming off a win, just to get through it, having your experience in playoff series, how quickly do you have to move on from that? Um, pretty quickly. I think it's, it's, uh, it's one of the hardest games to play uh, mentally. You have to be um, at, at a certain uh, a mental level to where you can, can look at it as, a, as the most important game, but at the same time, be able to just bring yourself back to what got you to that 3-1 lead. Um, and those are the little things in between the lines. So, uh, you know, we're not going to go to sleep thinking this thing is over at all. You know, coach is going to keep us locked in. Our players are, are keeping everybody accountable. And uh, we're going to go out there and, uh, and be ready to go in a couple of days. All right, Mike, thanks for your time. All right, thank you. That was Mike Conley. It was good again tonight. Really good. 26 points, four of 13 shooting four of eight from three. He had four assists, had a couple of steals and he's been, he's been awesome in the bubble hands. Uh, these past two games in the playoffs, certainly he's been really, really good, but he, he's a guy and and we all saw the horse tournament, right? I mean, we saw what kind of facility he's working with there yeah. in, at home where he was uh, sheltering in place was you know, basically the jazz practice facility. <laughs> so yeah. he had uh, he had the resources to work on his game while others did not. And I, I think getting healthy, uh, taking a step back and and kind of revisualizing his role with the team, and then working on that role while uh, everything was shut down. You could uh, he's playing by mm -hmm. far his best basketball of his his jazz time uh, so far. You know what I love about this. You know, you, you watch through the majority of the, the regular season before the shutdown, and it didn't feel like he was a $30 million player. And and it didn't feel like he was the perfect fit. It, it just kind of felt awkward. He was taking the ball out of Donovan's hands too often, and it just felt like it wasn't the right fit. I'll tell you, when when the playoffs hit and players like Mike Conley step up, that's when they make their $30 million. Yeah. You know, you can help with some wins and you can help along the way. But what we're seeing right now makes Mike Conley worth every penny that he's being paid. Right. Because you got to pay the money anyways. And, and to have a veteran that can give you some leadership and give you four of eight from the perimeter in a game, coming off of a game where I can't remember his, game, his numbers in game three, but he was spectacular in game three, his first game back in the bubble. Yep. 
this is where he's worth the money. This is this is him making that money. And I, I hope that Jazz fans are taking notice of that. And like Donovan said, for Mike Conley, it's not about round one. For Mike Conley, it needs to be about round two and getting to the Western Conference Finals. That's what it needs to be about for Mike. And and that's where he'll make his money. And with no Bogdanovich, I mean, Donovan needs help. I mean, he needs he, does. he needs production, and and he got plenty of help tonight, even with Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal not scoring the ball particularly effectively. You know, Donovan needs a couple of guys to score, and tonight it was Jordan Clarkson and, and Mike Conley, and Mike has been doing that consistently uh, since uh, the, the bubble down there in Orlando started. You know, I do want to give props to Dennis Lindsay and Zanuck and Snyder and the Jazz front office because – you know, if Bogdanovich is healthy, that move would have been huge for this bubble. Mike Conley is currently huge for the bubble. Jordan Clarkson is big for the bubble. And when you look at the moves, and, and yeah, there were some hiccups. Green was a hiccup, and, and Ed Davis didn't really pan out. And, you know, there were some moves that didn't look good. But when you hit on Clarkson and what Conley's doing right now and what Boyan would have done, they hit some good numbers there, Jake. Yep. And, and I, I'm hoping it continues to pan out. You know, I, the, the depth worries me a little bit. And and your second-round opponent worries you a little bit, the potential of it. But I do love what these new acquisitions are doing. And I'm so glad Mike Conley is starting to find his pace and stride. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from the bubble, Jazz beat the Nuggets 129-127. to 127. We'll continue to break this one down coming up next. Hoping to get you some Denver Nuggets uh, postgame sound as well. Stay tuned. It's Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show. Jake Scott, Hans Olsen. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz beat the Nuggets 129-127. to 127. They take a, ma- a commanding three games to one lead in the series. Donovan Mitchell tonight just great. 51 points on 15-27 shooting, 4-7 from three, 17-18 from the line. Just a terrific offensive performance from Donovan Mitchell. Let's get a look at your master of the glass for tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight donated $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with all proceeds going to benefit the Utah Food Bank. Uh, Hans, of course, as usual, your Master of the Glass, Rudy Gobert, with 11 rebounds tonight. Uh, Eight defensive, three offensive, and uh, actually, Hans, Rebounding, the Jazz were out rebounded forty to thirty-seven. But get this, they were smashed on the offensive glass seventeen to six, and the Jazz still won the game, yeah. Yeah. which is pretty amazing. We we knew that Denver had some offensive board advantage, and we've seen that the Jazz do good things in second chance points. But <laughs> yeah, this is that that was uh, that's actually no big surprise to me because I, I figured at some point they'd get active. You know, if, if there's one thing you can control, it's activity off the glass. It's it's fight and hustle for rebounds. You really can. You, you can put more effort into it. And you thought that's maybe one place Denver could do better to try to get themselves squared up at 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. All right, let's throw things back to Orlando. Denver head coach Mike Malone is uh, speaking with the media. All right, we'll go ahead and open up for questions. 
We'll start with uh, Mike Singer. Mike, go ahead. Hey, Michael. Uh, the third quarter is where it sort of seemed to flip. Uh, in your, from your perspective, where where did this game get away from you, and and, and what was kind of the difference tonight? Uh, well, I would disagree. I don't think the game ever got away from us. Uh, game two and three got away from us. Game four did not get away from us. Uh, we were in the game the whole game. They went on a run in the third quarter. Uh, obviously, uh, give them credit. Um, that was a one quarter where we didn't have the offensive pace, the rhythm, and uh, we couldn't get enough stops, obviously, the whole night. But uh, I never felt personally this game got away from us. It was a, wound up being a two-point loss. I felt the big, big play late in the game. Jamal drives the basket, um, gets fouled, but they don't call it, at least from my angle and the replay on the big board. It looked like he got fouled, uh, and that would have been a big basket for us, the two free throws, cut it to, I think, two at that point. But um, I loved their effort tonight, much better performance um, compared to the last two games. The assists, the turnovers were way down. Um but I got, I got to look at the tape and find a way to help Nicola and to see what's going on out there. He played 39 minutes and uh, only got to the foul line twice. And, and that's not why we lost the game. Um, there were many other reasons that we lost uh, the game, but um, he's so valuable for us and he's such an important piece that we played through time and time again. Um, but yeah, it's a tough loss. My bottom line, tough loss tonight. We got to regroup. Series is not over. We don't have to win three games in one. We just got to win one game to keep the series alive. And that's our, that's our plan right now. All right, next we'll go to Harrison Wind. Harrison, go ahead. Hey, hey Coach, I was just actually going to ask you about the uh, free throw shooting, just kind of team-wide. How big of a difference has it been this series, just their ability to really get to the line at will? And, and you guys have struggled to get to the line at times. Yeah, we, we've struggled to get to the line. Um, but I'm not going to really comment on that. So uh, I'm, I'm not giving the league any of my money. All right, next we'll go to Vic Lombardi. Vic, go ahead. Coach, is that the, um, that the best you've seen Jamal play all around? I mean, he was energetic on offense, and defensively he just brought some intensity that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, he was uh, – you know, the 50 points is amazing. The 11 rebounds is uh, incredible. Uh, and the seven assists. So as you mentioned, Vic, he had uh, he put his his fingerprints all over the game, scoring, rebounding, playmaking, and I thought he did. Uh, he took the challenge on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, we were a much different team tonight than we were in the last two games. Uh, that was nice to see. Uh, obviously, I think I speak for everybody in our locker room, all of our fans back in Denver. Uh, games two and three is not acceptable. How we played. Uh, tonight, even though we lost, uh, I'm proud of how we competed and gave ourselves a chance. Not the result, obviously not good enough, and hopefully we can bounce back uh, in game five. But Jamal was terrific, Vic. I agree. All right, next we'll go to Mark Spears. Mark, go ahead. Yes, Coach, just wanted to see uh, how you could grade Michael Porter to ups and downs and more specifically what he's been learning during these playoffs. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for a rookie player in his first playoffs, uh, I think Michael's been terrific. Um, he's uh, – it's a lot to ask for a young young man to go out there and play against a talented team like Utah. I brought him off the bench tonight. He handled it like a pro, like a seasoned pro. Didn't pout, stayed ready. 
gave us good energy off the bench. Um, but overall, I think since we arrived here, and since he arrived here, which is much later than we got here initially, uh, I think he's been tremendous. And uh, we all understand that he's going to be a, a really, really important piece to this team moving forward. We have time for one more here, and we'll end with Kendra Andrews. Kendra, go ahead. Coach, the past couple of games, you've really been emphasizing how you can't let the Jazz outdo you on the three-point line in the paint and with rebounding. And tonight, you guys were able to outdo them in a couple of those categories. What does that say about you know your approach to the game or just the effort that your players had tonight? Yeah, well, I think the effort was uh, where it needed to be. You know, this, this is the playoffs. And you have to have that intensity from the beginning of the game all the way through. And I thought in game one, we had that. I thought tonight we had that. I thought in games two and three, it was too few and far between, Kendra. So uh, I think uh, we, we've hit them over the head with a lot of those things. The, the paint defense, uh, the turnovers, the offensive rebounds, and they took it to heart. And uh, obviously, Donovan Mitchell played great. Jordan Clarkson was phenomenal off the bench. The Mike Conley hit some really big shots. So, uh, you know, we came up a little short tonight, uh, which is disappointing, but uh, I'm, I'm just happy that our guys understood that we're not going to roll over. We're going to fight. And I was really encouraged after the game, after a tough loss, down 3-1, uh, there's no quit in our team. Uh, those guys are fired up, and they're ready to get back out there and play game, game five and to try to stretch and extend this series. All right. Thank you, Coach. There you go. That's Mike Malone. I don't know if I'm quite buying uh, what he's selling there with uh, Game Five. I will we'll see how Denver chooses to react because, you know, Hans, maybe they've got a another uh, uh, got more smoke to throw at the Jazz. But it felt to me like Denver was throwing everything they had. They did, and the Jazz still came out on top. And, and more in the first half than the second half. But they, but they kept the pressure on. You know, they kept it within a possession, and then the Jazz had extended to two. But they'd keep it right there within four points all the way down to the very last minute seconds of this game. And they, you know, they definitely put their heart into the fourth. But that first half, I agree with David. That first half, they, they outplayed the Jazz. They, they, they were hustling to the rim, and it felt like, um, it felt like that, that switch out they made in the starting five with Morris and Grant, it felt like it was going to pay off. Well, I just here's a couple of things, and, and shout out to our friend Ben Anderson at KSL Sports who pointed a couple of these out. But Denver had Jamal Murray go for 50. Nikola Jokic went for 29. They out-rebounded on the offensive glass, the Utah Jazz, 17-6. to Denver tonight only had six turnovers total. Six turnovers. They made more threes than the Jazz, 17 of 44, the Jazz 14 of 29, and still lost. I mean, if you get that many second-chance opportunities, they they shot 49% from the field. That's really good. But the Jazz shot 57.5. So, I mean, they had all those things go for them, uh, go in their way, or for their, for them, whatever. It's late. Uh, and still didn't come away with the win. So I I felt like the Nuggets threw everything they had yeah. at the Jazz for in, in this game. and, and Probably going to break their back. Yeah, I it, would imagine. It, it might be a game five finish, you know. And then the Jazz would, in theory, have some time off considering that the Clippers and Mavericks are two games apiece. Yeah, and that so, that and that series doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime still, soon. I still can't believe that, <laughs> I know. that Dallas won today. I know. It's, it's amazing that Luka Dallas Luka dropping a three. <laughs> From 30-some-odd feet 
in overtime. Crazy. Yeah. All right, let's go uh, back to Orlando. Jamal Murray is addressing the media. Started here. We'll uh, open up with Vic Lombardi. Vic, go ahead. First of all, Jamal, great performance tonight. Gritty effort. Third quarters have been your undoing in this series. What, what do you think the issue is in the third quarter? Um, I don't know, Vic. Um, they made shots. Uh, we made shots. We just didn't get no stops. <laughs> um, you know, it's going to happen, but, you know, we got to find a way to you know, get three stops in a row, whatever it is. We got to find a way to under subs to uh, you know, not give up threes. Um, we just got to be on the same page and, you know, give them credit. They played a good game. Um, played, a, played a good game, too, but um, they're the better team tonight. All right, next we'll go to Mike Singer. Mike, go ahead. Hey, Jamal, um, Malone just said in the post-game locker room that he got a sense that you there's no quit in you guys. Uh, even down 3-1, can you speak to where the mindset of this team is right now? Uh, that's, that's what we're here for. Um, you know, uh, game five, you know, one game at a time. Um, we're not going to win all three games in one. Uh, so whatever we got to do to prepare for game five, uh, that's what it is. Let's take it from there. No one wants to go home yet, so uh, that's good. And uh, you know, like you said, there's a lot of fighting that's left, and um, you know, it's came up short tonight, so game five is all on my All right, next we'll go to Joel Rush. Joel, go ahead. Hey, Jamal. Uh, you guys made some adjustments with the uh, starting lineup tonight. How do you feel that went? Playing with everybody, you know, so uh, it doesn't really matter who we got on the court. We got, a whole, we got all different lineups out there. Um, just, you know, some guys that start may not finish. Some guys that you know, don't get loaned as may play. You know, just, you know, we're ready for whatever. And uh, Mont did a great job coming in and um, you know, helping me run the point. Uh, give, give me off the ball a little bit. Um, you know, I got us into our offense quicker, too. You know, that's one thing I've been lacking in game two and three, just you know, speeding up the game. So, uh, and they did a good job of keeping the pace up and telling me to run. And uh, you know, I thought everybody did a great job. There wasn't a single person that came in the game and didn't do well before. I didn't do the job. Um, you know, we just you know, they were the better team, tonight, like I said. Uh, we just got to look forward to game five. All right, we'll go back to Mike Singer. Mike, go ahead. Hey, Jamal, on the broadcast, it looked like uh, you were kind of arguing with the referee on that late layup with Gobert. Did he give you any explanation, or did he just say that, that that's not a foul? I'm not going to speak on it. I don't want to get fined. All right, Jamal, that looks to be it, man. Thank you. Both Coach Malone and uh, Jamal Murray right there. Not uh, choosing to take the high road when it comes to the referees or specific calls. Don't want to give them any of their money. Is that what he said? He just said, I don't, I'm not yeah. going to answer that. I don't want to get fined. Yep. And Mike Malone said the same thing when asked about uh, how many free throws Donovan Mitchell took. Are they trying to make a point here? Has there been some excessive fining? No, oh. I do think they're trying to make a point. Maybe not about excessive fining, but about uh, so they're they're saying it without saying it. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. exactly what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, uh, but I mean, if you look at the free throw disparity, you know. <laughs> The Nuggets were 12 of 13. The Jazz were 31 of 36. <laughs> yeah, so Donovan himself took 18 free throws. <laughs> took more than the whole Nugget team. It'd be funny if the NBA fined him for saying, hey, you're still taking a shot by tell- by saying, we don't- we're don't, we not going to comment because we don't want to get fined. 
you're still you're still saying that we were a little misguided on our calls. A little grumpy. So we're fighting. A little grumpy. All right, uh, we'll get Hans Olsen's final thoughts on the game coming up right around the corner. Your final, the Jazz beat the Nuggets 129 to 127. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott Hans Olsen with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. 129-127 to 127 is your final. The Jazz beat the Nuggets. They take a three-games-to-one lead in the series. Hans, let's take a look at the three-point takeover. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight was not necessarily about the three ball for the Jazz. They shot it well from a percentage standpoint, hands 14 of 29, 48.3%, but it said 29 attempts. That's been a low number. We've seen the Jazz mostly in the playoffs here, really in the bubble, up in the 40s from uh, an attempt standpoint. But shooting that good percentage, making 14 uh, tonight, was as going to the line as much as anything, being aggressive, going to the rim. Yeah, and seeing Donovan Mitchell get to the line and knock down the clutch line shots, there was probably, what would you say, three possessions there in the final three minutes that put Donovan at the line. And in that, he probably went, my guess would be five of six in that time. Other than that, that was the only free throw he missed and went 17 to 18. He was spectacular. He's been great from the line, really, this, uh, this whole playoff. He's shooting in the 90s. Uh, from a percentage standpoint. And that was really one thing. I don't want to say missing from Donovan's game because that would be an overstatement. But they've been talking to him about uh, trying to get to the line more, Mm -hmm. basically his entire career. I mean, you look at James Harden, and uh, he's not my favorite player to watch play basketball by any means, but he's certainly effective. Yeah, And he goes to the line a lot, and they're easy points. We saw it for years with Karl Malone. Karl Malone uh, routinely led the NBA in in free throws attempted because it's an easy way to get points. It's an easy way to consistently get points. Maybe your shooting comes and goes, but if you're going to the line 18 times, uh, you're going to have production. When you're a scoring artist like Donovan, you really can't create opportunities to put yourself there. Yep. And he's doing that. Yep. And he's done a nice job finishing through contact uh, as well. Mm-hmm. All right, hands. it's late. Let's get a couple of final thoughts from you before we uh, close the book on this one and look forward to Tuesday's game. Well, it was, it was another great day of NBA basketball. You mentioned it, Jake, and you, you've got a real interesting one brewing between Dallas and the Clippers. Other than that, you had two sweeps in the East. And it was uh, it the was the West fun. is so much better than the East. Yeah, the, the, the East doesn't doesn't have a ton of parity. There's quite a bit of uh, one ended, one sided going on. But it has been a blast watching this Jazz team peak, and that's what I feel like we're seeing right now. Yeah. This three game win streak that they're on against Denver, and really eight seconds away on an eight second call from possibly sweeping Denver in the first round as a 3-6 matchup. That's where you're at with the Utah Jazz. Jake, they're peaking. So look out. Game five, Jazz probably close it out, get to sleep in a little bit, get to recover a little bit, and we'll see who they face in the second round. Whoever they face is going to be really difficult, and it's going to be a show. We know that. Well, it the Jazz are one step closer, and I'm with you. I, I think they close this thing out in five. I think this thing ends Tuesday. And the other thing is, Jake, watching what they've done in the last three games, there's not a team in the West I don't think 
that the Jazz can keep pace with and and go toe to toe with. Yeah, and and that's changed. Yeah, it's changed. My my opinion on this Jazz team has changed. They they look committed. Um, their their percentage from the perimeter. Look, if they're hitting like that from the perimeter, like they've hit in the last three games, you're going to be in any game. Yep. Against any team. Yep. It's certainly different. It would be different matchups depending on if they got Dallas toward the Clippers. And, of course, there's one game to go. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves. But this, this was a, a key game because the odds of Denver winning three in a row without home court advantage are extremely low. So uh, this was a huge win. You could hear it in, in the frustration in Mike Malone and Jamal Murray's voice. And you could hear the pride uh, certainly coming from uh, from Donovan Mitchell. There's there's no doubt about it. All right, your final from the bubble. Uh, the Jazz beat the Nuggets 129 to 127. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Game 5 coming your way Tuesday afternoon. Tip-off will be at 4.30. Pre-game begins at 3.30. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network. 